Here it is. From deep inside your radio. Well, ladies and gentlemen, when would you want to release important information to get the most attention to it by the uh, interested and possibly even not interested public? How about Christmas Eve? How about releasing it Christmas Eve? Who would do who would do such a dastardly thing? Who would who would make something public but really not public by releasing it on the National Security Agency? It released reports on intelligence collection that may may have violated the law or US policy over more than a decade, including unauthorized surveillance of Americans overseas communications. Responding to a Freedom of Information Act lawsuit from the ACLU, the NSA released a series of required quarterly and annual reports to the President's Intelligence Oversight Board, heavily redacted reports that include examples of data on Americans being emailed to unauthorized recipients, stored in unsecured computers, and retained after it was supposed to be destroyed. Posted on the NSA's website, 1.30 p.m. on Christmas Eve. Now, I'm just going to hope that they had it set on auto-post, that it didn't have some poor schmuck there actually working on Christmas Eve. In a 2012 case, an NSA analyst searched her spouse's personal telephone directory without his knowledge to obtain names and telephone numbers for targeting, according to one report. The analyst, quote, has been advised to cease her activities. Unquote. It sort of puts a bit in the shade an assurance that was given us by the president as the year turned from 2013 to 2014, an assurance that NSA's investigative programs, which had been revealed by Edward Snowden starting in the summer of 2013, that those powers were never abused. Yes, we're looking back, not forward, because this is 2014, the year in rebuke. Bill, can you trust a report from a secret court? Who even knows where it's been? It's one hell of a cludge when a secret judge denounces a secret sin. You know, I'm the boss of my secret sauce, and your secrets are safe with me. And out of all we collect, the amount we inspect is a coffee cup spilled in the sea. So I get it that you're confused that you're afraid, your rights have been bruised. But may I call your attention to our strong intention that these powers are never abused. You know, you've probably heard that we use special words that have to be specially defined. So 
So when I say collect, you might fairly expect that uh, I've got something bigger in mind. But when folks ask for proof that our spooks never goof, that big data keeps us secure, just never forget, we don't unclassify yet. Faith's the sure way to be sure. I know you may not be amused by the things that we've done while you snoozed. But may I ask your permission to repeat my position? These powers were never abused. You know, in a decade or five, if they're all still alive, you may learn what really went on. Some will get mad, others be sad. From this house, I'll be gone. Maybe you overheard a discouraging word, and your skies were cloudy all day. But take it from me, it kept you free to believe every word I say. And if in time I'm excused for the acts over which I infused, don't let them scold you. Just forget I told you that the powers were never abused. Twenty fourteen has been a year where the need for a national conversation on race has been invoked again and again. It, uh, of course, was flared up and flamed up by the series of incidents involving young African American men being killed by uh, police officers, and culminating in the death of a couple of police officers, followed by the New York Police Department bringing in. We're welcoming in police from all over the country to uh, turn their backs on the mayor of New York, the elected mayor of New York. Um, all, all of it suggesting a certain persist, certain absence of the post-racial world that we've been expecting. The, uh, the first sign that this was going to be that kind of year, though, came with the uh, release of a tape recording of some remarks, some racially tinged remarks, by the then owner of the Los Angeles Clippers professional basketball team, Donald Sterling. He co-owned it with his wife. Uh, they were in the midst of some kind of marital discord. I don't know if we even know who ever released those tape recordings of Sterling, but the, uh, as you probably remember, the NBA kicked him out as an owner. Uh, forced the sale of his team to the ever-enthusiastic Steve Ballmer, uh, formerly of Microsoft. And uh, only after the players protested in the beginning of the uh, NBA playoffs that they might not even play if Donald Sterling was allowed to remain in the game. So that, as I say, that was our tip-off that 
this was going to be that kind of a year. Today, on an all-new Dr. Bill, he wants her to go. Why don't you just marry Magic Johnson? She wants to go, but maybe not. I wouldn't miss him, but if you ever sat in courtside seats, they bring you vodka. And he wants his money. I didn't introduce him to girls, you know, for, for my health. Right now, on a very special Dr. Bill. Five, four, three. Right before you hit Dr. Bill, lick your lips, Dr. Bill. Dr. Bill! Dr. Bill! <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. As we say uh, every day under the threat of legal consequences, I'm not a medical doctor. And my real name's not Bill. You know, marriage isn't easy. Add in a lot of money and the world of professional sports with its access to drugs and sex and any marriage is under severe challenge. Well, our folks today are in that situation only worse because he's on tape all over the place saying stuff that's even wackier than some of the things I say. Here's Don and Shelley. <laughs> Don, Don, welcome. You uh, you seem to have a lot of friends with tape recorders. Listen, when you when you get to be at my level, people have all sorts of tchotchkes lying around. Is it my fault that people think I'm an interesting guy and and want help in remembering what I said? <laughs> we all can use help. I'm, I'm I'm sorry. I'm so very sorry. But you know, plenty of people record Magic Johnson too. Nobody asks him about that. I mean, well, you you said uh, plenty of things about Mr. Johnson, but we'll get to that. Shirley, I can't figure out whether you want out of this relationship or not. Uh, what's wrong with me? That's my way of asking what's wrong with you. Well, nothing's wrong with me. I think my husband may have... What's the word again? <laughs> well, they don't call me Dr. Dementia for nothing. Dementia, that's it. He forgets things. He forgot he liked black people. Magic Johnson forgets things. He forgets all those women he slept with. Ask him. He's great, don't get me wrong, but he should go sit in a corner with a big schmata on his thing. I'm I'm sorry, am I not allowed one mistake in each of my answers? Will uh, you forget Magic Johnson? Well, this is about us. I don't want to lose what we have. Shirley, at this point, exactly what do you have? Do you have a marriage? Do you have a relationship? Do you have a schnauzer? We have this team. We own it. And now, for once in our lives, he hasn't succeeded in turning it into a big stinking joke. And now I'm supposed to lose it just at the moment when there are real celebrities coming to our games? Oh, please. Billy Crystal has been coming all along. He sat there for years and watched us lose like whipped dogs, and he enjoyed himself. I believe I said real celebrities. <laughs> now, I, I, I think we uh, maybe this question might have to be left up to the experts at TMZ. <laughs> but... Uh, they're syndicated by another company. So instead, let's go to the Polycom. We got on the phone a former rapper by the name of uh, Lamborghini-fied. Do I call you by uh, your full name? or uh, You call me Lamb, Dr. Bill. All right, Lamb. You've had a very unusual journey in your life. That's right, Dr. Bill. I gave up a very promising career as a rapper 
As a matter of fact, I was signed to uh, the makeshift morgue label, which in 2001 was the hottest place you could be. And I decided to go back to my first love, which was uh, connecting the most desirable women on the planet uh, with the richest men. On the planet? Same planet, that's uh, right. All right. If, if you don't mind my asking what might be a painful question, mm-hmm. because if we can't get to the pain, uh, we're going to lose our slot to Dr. Oz. Exactly what motivated you to make what most of us might think of as a, a backwards move on your life map? Simple as this. I wasn't going to be the opening act for Booty Face. No way, no how. All right. Lamb, you... Hey, have you ever heard Booty Face? <laughs> well... You can rap better than him, Dr. Bill. Well, Billy Crystal can rap better than him. He told me. Uh, Lamb, yeah. I, I, exactly how do you figure in the story of this troubled marriage? Oh, I'll tell you how, Dr. Bill. He's the guy who got all the girls for for him. Not all the girls, honey. I would never be so insensitive as to limit my interests to any one man's portfolio. Yo, yo, here's what that means. Most of my women drew the line at sleeping with him. Even so... He owes me for the two Filipino girls, oh. the light-skinned babe from Namibia, <laughs> the Peruvian lady. Oh, the Peruvian lady took a couple of things from the house, and I never complained. Because those were my things, Dr. Bill. And she was black as night, for God's sake. How does a Peruvian lady get to be darker than minute friggin' bowl? Well, let, me, <laughs> let, me, let me, hey, let me ask all of you a question. Mm-hmm. How can I help you? Do you want to continue the marriage? To end the marriage. Do you want to pay the nice pimp? I was getting to that. Uh, Don, hmm? can you take responsibility for your situation? Let me tell you something, Dr. Bill. Mm-hmm. You know what happens when I'm in the arena? and Which you're not supposed to be anymore. Oh, screw that. And I walk uh, by Chris Paul, one of my players, mm-hmm. and he doesn't even look at me. Forget about saying hello or thank you for the huge checks or 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 the introduction to Lamborghini fine. This little picture who dresses up as his own twin looks down on me. I love him. I love all my players. Do you love your wife? Can I trade it to Cleveland? <laughs> all right, I can see that what you folks need can't be provided on a television program even mine television program do you want help yes sure do yeah all right would you do this for me stick around we'll get cars for each of you and will you join me on my three-hour satellite radio show and we'll have more time to work this out i i got shit to do man i can't leave these women alone that long <laughs> don might as well i can't go to the game season's over shelly can the makeup person from here come with me it's radio. There are people there. All right, we'll try to make this work. And on tomorrow's show, you'll meet the reality show star who fell in love with her own stalker. It's a heartwarming story. Until then, remember, if you don't put yourself on a pedestal, nobody else will. Bye-bye. Dr. Bill is a Dr. Bill production. On May 6, 1985... Identical twins were separated at birth. Tony Parker became a high school basketball star in his hometown in France. He went on to win rings and respect as a star on a small-town NBA team. Chris Parker, adopted by a grocer who sold insurance on the side, became a high school basketball star in his hometown in America. 
He spent four years with a successful small-town NBA team, but wanted to move to L.A. So he could sell insurance on the side. So he became a star with a team whose owner was known by everyone except the public as a kind of racist. Until recently. Funny things happen when you want to sell insurance on the side. So Tony has his championship rings, and his twin brother Chris spends the last half of every playoff season watching his commercials on the couch. When selling insurance on the side is in your blood, you know it. Find a State Farm agent. State Farm. It isn't a state, but it isn't a farm. 2014 was a year when I spent a lot of time in uh, London, England, and saw the spectacle on the street in many parts of town of uh, women who were walking the street, uh, usually in groups, totally covered, totally their faces obscured, their whole bodies obscured, and the debate raging all over Europe. France had, uh, some years earlier, decided to ban this practice in public because France has a reputation as a secular nation. But uh, Britain, having a uh, an established religion itself, uh, feels a bit conflicted about the whole process, uh, uh, the whole question. And uh, as I said, there's been a lot of talk about it. Here in the United States, of course, there are cities where, uh, with large uh, Muslim populations, you can see perhaps uh, a, a similar site. The, the, the debate about this gets nasty sometimes, of course, as any debate uh, centering around practices to do with religion or race or uh, human beings get. Uh, but it just occurred to me that there's a whole other way to see this, this uh, question. 2014, the year in rebuke. street and you have to blink she swept along in a billow of ink you're so mesmerized you have to stare at the absence of lips ears nose and hair she seems to have the other girls lack the gold thither lure of the lady in black. It doesn't seem likely, and yet it's true. You're not supposed to look, sure enough, you do. The eyes tell the story. That the rest conceals And when you catch her gaze Oh, how magical it feels The view's much the same From the front or the back Just one of the charms Of the lady in black Miracles do happen you can't forget what you see 
An amorphous drape hides a womanly shape. And you get the whole show for free. Odds are you'll never meet. Odds are you'll never speak. You'll never kiss or know the bliss of that well-hidden cheek. But she lives on every night in your dreams. To lurk under Burka, <laughs> she's not what she seems. To make nothing of something, Ooh, she's got the knack. She's in there somewhere, the lady in black. But miracles still happen. There may be one today. A wedding may soon follow. She'll swirl in on a cloud of grey. And we'll have some kids. It's a way down the track. Two little boys, just for the noise, and of course, a little. Lady in black, lady in black, lady in black. During this year, Afghanistan had a presidential election, and uh, after I don't know four or five months, the uh, the result of the election uh, was made official. Uh, the result basically ended up with a. Um, what one might call a coalition government. Um, the end, that is to say, of the administration of Hamid Karzai. But uh, one of the stumbling points that made it uh, almost imperative for the United States to have a new administration in office in Afghanistan uh, to facilitate our getting all of our troops out by 2014, oops, we missed it, uh, was the signing of a uh, an agreement that we could keep troops in Afghanistan longer under certain conditions, a uh, something the the uh, President Karzai just wouldn't sign. From Afghanistan Public Radio, like us on Facebook or else. From the newly fumigated presidential palace in downtown Kabul. As if there's an uptown Kabul. <laughs> I'm Mahmoud. And I'm Hamid. We're Tick and Talk, the Play for Time Brothers. Welcome to another edition of Cars I Talk. Today's program comes to you with the assistance of the charity that distributes books, except medical books, worldwide. Borderswithoutdoctors.com. <laughs> <laughs> I like the medical books. Mm. The pictures help my children stay frightened. <laughs> pictures of you would do that. <laughs> but enough about my parenting strategies. Mm. You've had a big week once again, my younger brother. Yes. You stood tall against the foreign invaders mm -hmm. whose financial support keeps us from eating tumbleweeds for breakfast. Ugh, Mahmoud, we don't have tumbleweeds in our fair nation. Of course not. 
We ate them all before the Americans came. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 sounds like you've sold some Toyotas to some generals this week. <laughs> <laughs> when you deal with Mahmoud, mm -hmm. the Toyota Tan never ends. <laughs> <laughs> One more free plug, and we'll have to start charging you as an underwriter. If I don't move these vehicles before inventory tax day, forget underwriter. I'll be underwater. <laughs> but okay, do me a favor. Anything within reason. The waving inflatable man in front of your dealership? Yes. Take my face off him. Hello, you're on Cars I Talk. Hello, this is John, a long-time visitor, first-time caller. Ah, Senator McKay, mm -hmm. thank you for taking time out from your important work of being on American talk shows to join ours. Oh, I, I didn't take time out. Meet the press is waiting for me. <laughs> As well they should. Hmm. Your friend, Senator Graham, was making some mighty threatening noises this week. Oh, that was uh, just because I had the heat up in our room too high. He he likes it cold and no, I... No, sir, I mean public noises. <laughs> oh, sure. Wait a minute. Senator, hmm? you share rooms here in Kabul? It's just our way of saving the taxpayers some money on our overseas junkets. Mm. Also, he's got the channels on the remote totally scouted before I've even figured out where the on switch is. Mm. Usually the same place as the off switch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good tip. Uh, now listen, fellas, uh, Senator Graham is a good friend. In fact, he's a good friend of mine. But he comes from a state with a long history of what you might call... Uh, somewhat hot-headed politicians, mm -hmm. whereas the legacy of my state is one of, you might say, flinty conservatives. So I'm not yet prepared to make the kind of noises he did. About the room temperature? About your, de about our, your deal with our country. Mm. So do you have a question? If we don't answer questions, we lose a couple of foundation grants for the show. Mm -hmm. Question is, what's holding the damn deal up? Let's sign the damn deal. Uh, Mr. Senator, mm -hmm. as I understand it, what's holding the deal up is your country's refusal to accede to my brother's unpredictable cascade of unacceptable demands. How do you explain that? Uh, uh, Mr. Senator, yes. my brother is as bad at explaining national policy as he is at fulfilling the commitments of the warranties of the vehicles he sells. Fellas, <laughs> <laughs> this true. is all even more entertaining than Celine Dion's late show in Las Vegas, which I've heard is pretty blue. But Sir, how did all these detainees get into your prison to begin with? Well, uh, given that the worst of the worst went to Guantanamo, uh, these guys must have been the uh, second worst of the worst. Or the worst of the second worst. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but we have information. They were turned in by forces which were trying to get the bounty payments from your country. Aren't we really just cleaning up your human rights mess? Oh. I mean, my friend, these people will say anything to get out from 12 years of harsh detention without trial. But we're in a long twilight struggle against the forces of darkness, and sometimes it really does take 1,000 detainees to screw in one light bulb. Mm. Well, after we free them, maybe we should send them to Poland. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the call. <laughs> you know my older brother, and mm. I hate to say it, but I think our friend John is trapped in the past. Ooh. How do you mean, my younger brother? Well, I think the detainee-to-light-bulb ratio he was thinking about was based on incandescent bulbs. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, you are on Cars I Talk. Hello, this is Omar, 
long-time puppy wholesaler, first-time caller. Omar, my man, I imagine you're doing better business right now than a bong store in Denver. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can't complain, but I do have a question. Ah, that's good news. At least somebody fits into the format. (laughs) (laughs) What's your question, Omar? Well, don't get me wrong. Hmm? I appreciate the fact that the infidels puppy eradication programs have been shut down. Well, it was our pleasure. Actually, it was his pleasure. It was my business. (laughs) But I'm I'm just curious, Mm -hmm. doesn't the significant increase in the supply of puppy just push down the prices that people like me can get from my retail accounts? Uh, Shouldn't I, as a businessman... Uh, Vote against your allies in the upcoming election? Mm. Uh, Omar, uh, can I ask you a question? Sure. Would you rather be haggling with a corner shop owner over the price you get for your puppy, or would you rather be dodging bullets from a drone programmed to use infrared sensors to spot concentrations of opium? They have those. Lindsey Graham told me they do. Well, I ran an Afghan restaurant in Washington in 1998, mm-hmm. and Lindsey Graham assured me that Bill Clinton would be impeached and convicted. And you came home when you realized that I had brought stability to your homeland? I came home when the Americans killed my brother, and somebody had to take over the family business. You, the you, puppies don't sell themselves. You know, I agree with my brother on this caller. Uh, lower prices mean you just have to expand your market, get more people to sample your product. I, for example, have never indulged yet. Are you going to be there half an hour after the show ends? No, he has to stick around. He's also the network's ombudsman. <laughs> Thanks for the call. We had help today from the NSA Foundation, helping to provide the back doors to the world. Legal services of a Karasai Talk from the law firm of Ketchum and Nukem. I'm Hamid. And I'm Mahmoud. Join us again for another edition of Karzai Talk. This is APR, Afghanistan Public Radio. It was this past August that it was the 40th anniversary of the resignation of Richard Nixon from the presidency of the United States, the first and only time in our history so far, so far, that that's happened. Uh, The anniversary was accompanied by the release of a spate, or at least a trio of books, uh, trolling through the Nixon White House tapes anew. Who would do that Uh, for new insights about the uh, administration and about the Watergate Imbroglio, thank you very much, itself. And uh, that was a situation that did catch the attention of a certain president who, uh, as far as we know, did make it into heaven and is still taping. 2014, the year in rebuke. Um, They all seem to be getting... Good reviews. Uh, Hughes's book, Brinkley's book. Brinkley wrote a book. I thought it was dead. No, no, not David Brinkley. Douglas Brinkley. Yeah. Never heard of him. Well, he... and uh, what about Dean? Mm. Well, Dean's book is getting very good reviews. Washington Post. Oh, of course, sure, sure. 
New York Times. Well, I know, but the B'nai B'rith Messenger liked it, too. How about the reviews coming from the places that aren't, uh, you know, so uh, Salzburgered up? <laughs> Pretty much across the board, it seems. Well, to, of course. Uh, He's the angel, I'm the goddamn devil. <laughs> That's right. And uh, Everybody's long ago decided that uh, old man Nixon was some kind of a monster or a criminal or some such, and that uh, young pretty boy Dean was the only thing that stood in the way. Yep. Well, yeah. which I mean, even though he was, even though he was in it up to his damn angelic eyeballs. Mm-hmm. Say, Haldeman, mm-hmm. if you think about it for a minute, yeah. I couldn't have done anything wrong, even if I wanted to. That's right. If Dean had stood up in the first place yep. and told me that, yep. that what I had in mind was against some goddamn law. That's right. That's right. He was your counsel. Yep. John and I, of course, had our hands full with policy matters. Sure. As we were supposed to. Well, there's no uh, way. Neither of us was a lawyer, for well, God's sakes. No, there's no need to go over all that again. No, it's just that... Uh, well, I mean, you asked about that. Well, it's just that uh, I can't believe that Dean is still getting away with it. Well... He did some time, too, of course, but... Uh, I mean, getting away with his whole choir boy bit. Mm-hmm. Did any other reviews point out that he was a snotty little kid who thought his doctorate from Georgetown made him well, the well, king of... Well, and he always resented the fact that... Uh, that's right. You'd gotten a full scholarship to Duke. That's right. Well, look, I don't care what he resented. Mm-hmm. It's his right, of course. That's right. He's free to resent. Mm-hmm. It, it's just... Uh, well... The real protection we have is that uh, those reviews are going to be forgotten in a matter of hours. And, I mean, people don't even read them anymore, so... Oh, hell, people don't read anything anymore, as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. Of course, who knows? Everything up here is on a damn seven-second delay. Which, did you ever get on them about that? Because, you know... No, no, I I, I did. We had Magruder speak uh, to one of the angels in charge. Magruder? Well, we never were able to... uh, Get the Cubans in here. So oh, I know. His, but, uh, his his report was that they they said uh, the only way to keep the place free from sub heavenly material was to have the feeds from below on delay. Nothing they could well, do. Of course, no real avenue of appeal or no. Any. No, I know. It's just part of their whole pure than thou deal here. Yep. You know, Haldeman. Mm. There's some times when you just have to wonder. Oh, no, 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 no. We are definitely better off with this uh, this setup here. Well. At least that's the conclusion I come to based on what I hear from Colson. You hear from him? Mm-hmm. I thought... No, that they, they get one outside contact every five years. It's, huh? uh, it's hard to talk, though. The noise of the flame machines is so loud, so... Well, that just bugs the hell out of me that we can't do something about Dean. No, I know. It's... After all this time... No. Yeah, it does seem to just drag on and bubble up every... I mean, who publishes this damn book, huh? We have people who can firebomb their warehouse, don't we? Uh, well, I think the publisher is fighting... No, you don't need to tell me. We don't need to give them any more publicity. <laughs> no one's hearing us talk. No, 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 of course not. It's just... Uh, Nobody's... Uh, no, but... Uh, if they've got uh, everything on delay, somebody must be. Well, that's that's from down there, but well, we're as you know, uh, I'm the last person in the world who understands this is a tactical stuff. Mm, but the yep. point is, mm. have we done a black bag job on Dean's shrink? 
No, even if he has a shrink, which... Oh, please. No. He's palling around with all these faggy Hollywood types. Of yeah. course he's got a shrink. They all do. Yeah. It's part of their damn lifestyle. Yeah. He's probably yeah. got more than one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but uh, the Cubans... I know they're all dead, but didn't any of them have kids? We could sure use them. Well, I, I could look into well, that. Well, now's the time. Yeah. I mean, he's... Uh, Going on all these shows right now. Uh -huh. yeah. Why couldn't there be an explosive device under his chair at Good Morning America, for Christ's sake? Well, yeah. uh, but as best as I recall, on that set, they use a sofa. Damn it, Haldeman! I don't care if they use a goddamn hammock. <laughs> get Dean. He's getting me. Yeah. Let's get him. Yeah. yeah. I'll start looking for the Cuban kids right now. All right. 2014 was a year when the code of silence of the Navy SEALs was sorely tested, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, there had been a story out regarding one person who had written a book and appeared on 60 Minutes and had basically been regarded as the person who had pulled the trigger in the raid that killed Osama bin Laden. And then this year, another person surfaced with a similar story. And there didn't seem to be, given the fact that the Navy SEALs are not supposed to talk about anything they do publicly at all, there didn't really seem to be any way to uh, resolve this dilemma. Except one. He says he did it. I killed Osama bin Laden. He says he did it. I killed Osama bin Laden. He says... It doesn't matter. Seals never take personal credit. And we say, wanna bet? Now, an explosive new series from Bone TV will prove once and for all who handled the world's most evil dude with extreme prejudice. Operation Kill Osama again. Three nights, two seals, one chance. The entire raid restaged exactly from the first briefing. Chopper lands at 1830, compound secured by 1845. To the final stare down. <laughs> and one seal gets to take that all important shot. Freeze, mother locker! O'Neill versus Bissonette. Only one can be the best of the best. Of the best. A Bone TV exclusive. Operation Kill Osama Again. Next week, starting at 8, followed at 9 by Daredevil Jim Knievel's shocking new documercial, Behead Me. On Bone TV, television for the boy and all men. Don't just watch it, bone it. This was uh, a year in the summertime that we became aware of a new frightening force in the world, supposedly, known as, uh, uh, variably as IS, ISL, and ISISA, ISIS, ISISIS. It um, got our attention by, uh, within a short period of time, conquering militarily uh, an interestingly sized swath of territory in Iraq and uh, also in Syria. And it's a nasty, uh, nasty crew, folks, to use a, a presidential word. They, um, they got our attention 
more than by the military exploits, by the uh, rather crude and uh, cruel device of beheading Americans on uh, video and making the videos available on YouTube. And nothing really gets Americans concerned about foreign affairs more than seeing Americans beheaded on YouTube. Much more than, say, uh, you know, a serious discussion of geopolitical events. So now we are uh, really scared about these guys. And a uh, large debate begins in Washington as to whether, uh, not whether, how we should go about dealing with this threat. Uh, whether airstrikes will be enough or whether we need boots on the ground. Um Interestingly enough, this week, the Washington Post, more news uh, released to us on Christmas week, so we shouldn't notice. The Washington Post reported that IS is having trouble running the territory they supposedly control, Um, just performing the basic duties of government. So, in other words, the the lightning-like conquest of territory in Iraq has been followed almost immediately by a regime which uh, cannot credibly and reliably deliver water and electricity. It's almost as if they stole our playbook. Somebody, some buddies, went into action trying to make sure that we didn't make any such associations. Paul Wolfowitz, Paul Bremer, all the Pauls, uh, went on interviews to basically say, this Iraq thing is nothing like that Iraq thing. But that wasn't enough. 2014, the year in rebuke. Next, intimate tales of America's former underground vice president, the action-packed diary of the man who was just a heartbeat away from history. Dick Cheney. Confidential, confidential, confidential. It was like I explained to Lynn after she washed out of me Wyoming bake-off with her pineapple upside-down cake. Sometimes losing is the best kind of winning. Although in that case, losing was the best kind of not having to eat Lynn's pineapple upside-down cake. But my daughter Liz, the straight one, and lost a heartbreaking Republican primary in Wyoming with what you might call her pineapple upside-down campaign. She had attacked gay marriage, which made her less straight sister Mary somewhat upset, which in turn pushed my pacemaker deeper into the red than a liberal's budget, which only made Lynn's cooking worse. Clearly, for the family's sake, someone had to get Liz out of her funk. I'd convinced her to sign on to the letterhead of a new foundation my folks were setting up to alert Americans to the looming jihadist threat from everywhere in the world where Bill O'Reilly wasn't on cable. Now we were starting to get incoming from what Rummy liked to call dead-enders, leftists who couldn't stand the fact that we'd almost managed to turn a rock into a little Nebraska, except with a bicameral legislature. Until, that is, a certain president, whose middle name might as well have been Jihad, was let loose in the foreign policy arena, 
and proceeded to break all the china into half the glassware. An op-ed signed by Liz and me might help bring the young lady out of her persistent feminine dolors, and at the same time might help deflect some of the flack from our leftist friends. But even on a prestigious editorial page provided by my pal Rupert in exchange for some powdered moose horn, which his ex-wife once told him was like Viagra on steroids, an op-ed could only deliver so much throw weight. I needed a more potent defender than an overweight ex-senatorial candidate in a state with more elk than voters. I needed somebody who still had gravitas in Washington, meaning somebody who was willing to get up early every Sunday and go on TV. And I needed to do some serious arm twisting, even if he had two bad arms. Wednesday, 2.17 p.m. Well, Mr. Vice President, I'm uh, pleased to say you're looking fine. Obviously, the the Duracell golds are just what the pacemaker ordered. Uh, Thanks, John. And I have to say that I appreciate your recent work in putting this excuse for a president on the defensive regarding his pusillanimous hesitancy to engage in robust projection of American power. (laughs) Well, sir, it's kind of a pleasure to point up the shortcomings of a fellow who sent me running back to the Senate with uh, Sarah Palin between my legs. I can imagine, Hmm. though I'd rather not. John, you know, I've still got... Pretty good sources over in Iraq. Oh, yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Chalabi's still on retainer, isn't he? I think he's doing some weekend anchor duty on the Fox News Mideast Channel, if that's what you mean. Mm. But the situation over there is as bad as it was before David Petraeus figured out that more troops are better than fewer troops. <laughs> we need some close air support. And fast. Well, if you want the president to authorize airstrikes, I can certainly... Not that kind of air support. We need you on television making the case that what's happening now... Has nothing to do with what happened before, especially before 2009. Well, Mr. Vice President, there are plenty of good, credible Republicans who are ready to enlist in that cause. I know Lindsey Graham was on Face the Nation last week calling the president's foreign policy dumb. John, you and I both know Lindsey Graham is such a lightweight, he'd blow away in a zephyr. <laughs> Where did he ever hang by his arms for five years? Well, I know, but he... Just did survive a rough primary campaign and... Oh, tortured by the Tea Party. (laughs) Okay, but Wolfowitz and Paul Bremer have been out there making the case, Mr. Vice President. Mm. Uh, We've gotten splendid response from everybody in the old gang, except... Except Condi Rice and Colin Powell, the only two of our people who turned their backs on their country for the sake of some so-called credibility. They've been more silent than a deaf-mutant church... After we made ourselves all diverse by putting them on the team. John, it seems to me you're playing harder to get than a sober starlet. We need you on call 24-7 to be our rapid response force, to push back any hint of blame-pointing or finger-gaming. I think you got that a little backwards, Dick. No, Pacey sometimes gets the electronic hiccups. You know damn well what I mean. Dick, nobody's a bigger supporter of a forward projection of American power than I am. Nobody's been more publicly derisive of the idea of leading from behind than I have. If we'd gone into Syria three years ago and given the moderate rebels the weapons and intelligence they were begging for... Those weapons and that intelligence would have fallen into the hands of their more militant comrades by now. Forget about that. Listen, if I didn't have a heavy heart, literally, I'd be out there doing this myself. But my doctor says the TV interviews in unfriendly environs could be perilous for my future ability to have any future ability... And if pity doesn't work, how about this? 
Just a table with some uh, some leather straps. Yep, just that. Did it ever occur to you, John, that I had enhanced not just our interrogation techniques, but our persuasive techniques as well? You know Lieutenant Strauss here. Hello, sir. Uh, no, I don't. Uh, is he here to clean up? No, John. The wet cloth in his hand is not exactly for cleaning up, nor is the water jug. Dick, I, I just don't think it helps anyone to dredge up all the WMD and cakewalk stuff now. And... I think the lieutenant and I would agree that it might help someone to dredge all that up. <laughs> lieutenant, you want to help our somewhat physically compromised friend onto the table there? Yes, sir. Dick, this is silly. This is stupid. This is stereotypically beyond the pale, whatever the pale is. That's the beauty part, John. Nobody would believe it. Okay, Lieutenant, I think our friend here looks a little thirsty. Uh, okay, Dick, I'll do it. Stop it. Stop the enhanced whatever. You'll do meet the press. Yes, they love me there. You'll do face the nation. I, I have my own cup in the pantry, yes. You'll do this week and Fox News Sunday and State of the <sighs> Union and whatever cable crap comes up. Yes, yes, yes. Lieutenant, I think our friend here isn't that thirsty after all. Yes, sir. You surprise me, John. Really? Yeah. I thought you could take it for at least a little bit longer. <laughs> well, I, I would have, but... Yeah. I'm in something of a rush. Oh, really? Y yes. I'm doing the Daily Show tonight. You know, I might have to call one of my friends at the DEA to warn them that the only thing more addictive than Oxycontin is pancake makeup. And a partial diary for the middle of June 2014. Sincerely yours, Dick Cheney. Confidential. 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 Oh, dear Lord, what's that? 
Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to conclude the year in rebuke, 2014. The show returns next week at the same time over these same stations over NPR worldwide throughout Europe. The use in 440 cable system in, in Japan, around the world, through facilities of the American Forces Network, up and down the east coast of North America via the shortwave giant WBCQ, the planet, 7.490 megahertz shortwave on the mighty 104 in Berlin, around the world via the Internet at two different locations, live and archived, harryshearer.com and kcsn.org. Available for your smartphone through Stitcher.com. Available as a free, free podcast at iTunes, SoundCloud, Sideshow Network, TuneIn Radio, and a few more I can't think of right now. And it'd be just like thinking of them. If you'd agree to join with me then, would you? Already, thank you very much. Uh huh. A typical show chapeau to the San Diego, Pittsburgh, Chicago in exile, and Hawaii desks for all their help throughout the year. And thanks, as always, to Pam Halstead. Thanks to Jenny Lawson at WWNO New Orleans. Thanks for his help throughout the year. To Adrian Bodnam at Global Radio in London. The email address for this program, the playlist of the music heard here on, and a clearance, not a sale, just a clearance of Cars I Talk t-shirts at harryshare.com. And why don't you, I don't know where that and came from, but why don't you join the 104, are you a joiner? Then join the 104,000 followers of yours truly at the Harry Shearer on Twitter. It's fun. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans flagship station of the Change is Easy Radio Network. Happy 2015, everybody. Don't you think? <laughs>